0: Tonight on First to the Floor, the Celtics lose a heartbreaker after Jalen Brown gave us some hope. We'll talk about that and much more next on First to the Floor. Who is going to be first to the floor here? And it is Martin
1: Scott as he usually is. That's not
0: the first round we've seen a superstar in Peyton White sacrifice for five. Not the yeah, way. Spoonie here, uh, reporting live from my basement uh, post-game pod after the second heat game where the Celtics lost 120 to 116 in overtime. I'm here with two of my favorite Aussies. First, Jackson, how you doing, man?
2: I could be better, let's be honest, but I'm sure you feel the same way, but yes, uh, glad sir. to be here, glad to uh, get through this uh, this debacle together if you want to go that far.
0: It's like a therapy session, and also joining us is Jake Eisenberg. What's up, Jake?
1: I'm glad to be here with you guys. That's, that's all I'll <laughs> say. I yes. feel comfortable yes. now.
0: All right, so, Good. fellas, um, obviously, I would say a very, very frustrating oh. game, partly because of the refs, uh, partly because of the Celtics losing, but, Jake, what's your main takeaway from this one?
1: Deja vu, man déjà vu but i have some i have some spin for you here so i love it this is actually a good loss because the the heat the heat beating the celtics no one's learning anything no one's leaving this game and saying oh maybe the heat can beat the celtics in the playoffs everybody knows the heat aren't beating the celtics in the playoffs they were lucky to get to game 7 in the conference finals celtics got better heat are worse these things happen in the regular season um and with the Nets coming up next, the Celtics off a loss are like the 96 Bulls. So, this is what we want going to the Nets game, which is far more important right. for agenda purposes like the MVP. Um, you know, the Nets, st- people still believe that they could kind of make a run. So, that's actually a far more important game than the one today. So, I actually think it's a good thing that we lost today. That's my spin for you. I that's love good it. Spin, man. <laughs>
0: That's, that's Jackson, how about enough. you? What's your takeaway?
2: Um, <laughs> what is my takeaway? There, there, are, there are a few, but I think I, I learned more from the game two days ago than I did tonight. <laughs> yeah. T- tonight, everyone was off, except maybe Jalen Brown and yeah. except maybe Grant Williams. <gasps> Um, maybe there's a bit of complacency because we just, we, we, we beat the heat two days ago, looking like the team that we have been throughout the season. Um, you had to expect Miami to really want to win this game, not just after the two days ago, but also because of the playoffs and the way that they went out. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. Um, I agree with you, Jake. I don't think that he'd have any business beating us in the playoffs at this stage. Um, but Jimmy Butler's still going to do Jimmy Butler things. And when he came in, when he started getting going in the fourth, I just thought to myself, yeah, we're, we're going to see some Jimmy Butler bulls until um, oh, many yep. times before this game is over. And we did. God um, but man- damn, I hate him so much. <laughs>
1: but I respect that yeah, I, 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 I got to say.
2: Yeah. yeah. I I I hate loving yeah. you know I would I would love him on on the team but that's never going to happen so you know right here Jimmy but um <laughs> no, the takeaway the takeaway is like we're human <laughs> basically right it doesn't happen every now and then but every now and then we are going to lay an egg the three ball is going to desert us Tatum probably you know you could say this is more proving that Tatum is human this season rather than that we are but um yeah I. I'm not concerned about what I saw there because it just felt like a massive lull pretty much from everyone across the board.
0: Yeah, it almost felt like, um, and Butler does this a lot, he was sort of lying in wait until the fourth quarter um, because I really did not feel his presence on either end until that fourth quarter, and then he just got off. He went crazy, ended up with 25, 15, and three. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you keep Butler under... like five assists i feel like you're defending him the right way because that's really where he can hurt you is when he's got the playmaking going too but yeah jackson i'm with you i'm with you both like tatum oh for seven from three horford one for four it just probably brogdon's worst game as a celtic um so if we're looking on the bright side jackson who do you think had the standout positive performance for the Seas?
2: um i'm not gonna say who i think the obvious standout performer is based on box score i'm sure. gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say grant Williams. correct because correct answer yeah uh, maybe that no, was your great answer choice. my apologies James. He was fantastic <laughs> um because he was just so reliable and dependable yep. his shot was there he was making the right plays and we just needed some inspiration from somewhere And you know, while we got a, a tiny bit of a carry job from Jalen Brown, I don't think we have any business being anywhere, you know, to, to put that game into overtime the way that it went or even like hanging around with the heat, you know, particularly in the back half of that game without Grant Williams' contributions. So while the box score may suggest that it was a different player, um, I'm going to go with Grant Williams there because it was it was a really good effort um, from him tonight. Yeah. What no,
1: Jalen. I mean, Jalen was obviously awesome, but it's like again, Deja, vu, like 37 points, it went off, but the five turnovers, and then like you take him with the five turnovers mm-hmm, as well. Yeah. But this was, I thought, Grant's probably best game of the season. Um, they needed him, and he was almost enough to get them back in it. But man, the um, the development with the shooting, just not off the catch, but like he had the side step three. Um, Jalen had a screen for him when he can kind of came off the pin down. It was like, okay, Grant. Um, yeah. Coming into the game, I wanted to see Grant on Bam more than we saw last game, and we we did see it more, but I don't not enough from my liking. Al just can't hang with Bam anymore. Um, nope. No. Which is okay. <laughs> that's that's allowed. He's thirty six, and Bam is really explosive and really athletic. It's that's just a matchup that doesn't work for it. Like give give Al Embiid every day of the week instead of Bam. Um, it just isn't the right the right matchup for him, and so. Yeah. Uh, that's where you feel feel Rob not being there. But Grant's definitely the standout. Um, so, I mean, smart, low-key was, I think, amazing. Um, a couple of turnovers as well. But, I mean, we had the the behind-the-back save out there. Like, he was willing them. He was doing smart stuff down the stretch. It's just like yeah. Yeah. Tatum yeah, was hungover or something today.
0: This Big team shot. has made so many timely shots that I just expected one of these threes in crunch time to go down and it just didn't happen. I thought smart was awesome in the first half and then kind of a little, not invisible offensively in the second half, but you know, he just didn't impact the game in the same way. And I really don't think it's his fault that Miami zone, like you just got to move the ball. Yeah. You can't just rely on one guy to make plays all night. I mean, smart had an excellent line, but going back to grant real yep. quick i thought grant was awesome defensively yes. he had a couple possessions where he was like following struce through screens he did really well on bam bam had 28 i think most of those points were on horford unfortunately oh, yeah. um yep. and i i just this was an incredibly good game from grant and it's great because he was struggling yes. for the last couple like Sneakily, we've been dominating, but Grant has not been good recently. um So, I want to go to the lighter side real quick, Jake. Eddie House was yes. in the booth for most of this game. <laughs> Am I? That was pure friggin' hilarious. Chaos. Am I right? Like, did he
1: know that he, that was gonna be what he was doing tonight? Had he had a couple beers beforehand? Like, he was he was just one of us out there. Like, the moment of the game was, ah, oh, then because the rest were obviously we did their best to make this one of the worst games of all time. Um, And Eddie House getting out of his chair, taking the headphones off and thinking that no one can hear him on the broadcast. I forget what he's he's like, get that out of here, man. It's like, yeah, to play. And and I like, Hey man, like you you can't be a broadcaster and a fan and yell at the ref at the same time. It's so good, man.
2: (laughs) It it had that energy of yeah like just, just I'm just gonna walk down I'm just gonna put some headphones on They're just is gonna be here yeah. with me and scalen mike was like all right just go for it man um we got a long we got a great history of former players coming on the mic and just you know just 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 shooting from the hip do you remember the Perth <laughs> yes. game last year uh, against Oklahoma City that was I'll never forget that and um yeah it was a great contribution by us this evening and um yeah it made it made an awful first half oh, like quite yes. tolerable in my opinion so yeah, yeah like
1: it it turned I mean, into kind of like a good game i would say like late fourth quarter and and overtime but up until that point i wanted to just walk off a cliff like it was it was brutal the and it was both sides like i don't think that the celtics got screwed more than the heat you know particularly but it was no No. um it was just brutal to watch like in heat celtics games are already brutal to watch we don't need the refs coming in here and junking it up but yeah um
2: yeah, yeah but the heat, heat love those sort yeah. of games, though the real exactly. jamming, oh. tough, grinded out sort of game. So when it was like trending that way, um, you just—I just had a bad feeling that it wasn't gonna—it wasn't gonna go that way. Even like up th- like 13, I think, in midway through the third quarter, I was just like, "We got to get up like yeah. 25 oh. before I'm starting to relax." And like, lo and behold, they force a couple turnovers. Tatum is anonymous, and that style, that gritty style of like stop-start game, just suits them, and it got them the win. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And Scal was calling it out right at the beginning of game. And Eddie house kind of was <laughs> oh, yeah, too, whatever he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, and, and Scal almost was like a loss for words at times. He's like, why is this game so slow? And house was saying like, you got to run off makes, you got to run off makes, um, It's just frustrating knowing that this team can shoot so well. And that's the zone buster, right? Like you get, you hit it to the high post and then you kick it to these open shooters. And man, we just could not get the three ball going, which is going to happen. And uh, Jackson, to your point, we had that 13 point lead. I don't know about you guys, but once the heat whittled it down to six, it's We had the 13 point lead in the third quarter. Then they whittled it down to six by the end of the third quarter. And I was just like, oh man. This is gonna be trouble. Yeah, that
1: was the moment. Because yeah, you got up to thirteen. You're like, okay, that cute, cute story from Miami. Like, good effort. Um yeah. Caesar here to actually play how they usually do for like. That's all they needed to do. They played as well as they could for like six or seven minutes. We just needed like three more minutes, and they probably win the game, of of playing as yeah. well as they have in the in the previous games. Do you? This was this was a Pritchard game. I don't know why that why Joe didn't get him in there in the first half. I was Agreed. like yeah that it, it's obvious at this point like when when the pace is slow and it was obvious from like the first five minutes of the game that for whatever reason they just weren't playing fast today and I know that's like a Miami thing the zone yada 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 but um, they, they were just not playing fast enough get Pritchard in there get him up and down like he's it's worked pretty much every time I
2: could see pretty I could see Pritchard playing for the Heat like, you know, one day in the future. You know, yeah. they had a, f- a little bit of muscle and he's just like a dog that just runs around and is just disruptive and will hit a three when you need him to. So yeah, may- maybe Cornette was like the, the the canary in the coal mine, the Cornette in the coal <laughs> mine. Um, how many cur- <laughs> alliterations can I fit in here? Um, but he was struggling. So maybe he just was like, you know what? If Cornette's struggling, you know, you're not going in there because you're just probably going to muck this up too, but um, yeah, I'd, we didn't see a lot of. I mean, I think Derek White had like twenty-seven minutes in there, but like it just very much felt like it was smart. It was Jalen at the two, and then they just ran, you know, the, the other rotations that they had. But we really didn't see a lot of like you know guard rotation going there. It was very much smart, um, smart heavy minutes.
0: Yeah, Jalen played I forty-five know. minutes tonight, man, and and tatum with 41 and smart 42 and that's like the stuff we've been talking about is you just don't want these guys to run up the this many minutes especially after the day after jalen brown's gala for the juice brand and dude the celtics had seven offensive rebounds jimmy butler had six himself we got pounded with second chance points 15 5 at halftime and like that's just one of those things where we just yeah. looked flat, man, and against a team like the Heat, you absolutely cannot be flat. They will punish you. It's yeah, it's
1: it's so frustrating because like the analysis, like they should have done X, Y, and Z, but it was really just like try harder and that's how it works with the heats like focus like some of the turnovers in the second half like that Jalen to Jason one like the miscommunication Al had one where it felt like Tatum could get to it if he was like actually locked in even though even though it was a bad pass like how many of the turnovers did they have in the end 20 right how many of those were just like yeah the heat force turnovers like there's no question like they do a really good job of disrupting the Jays on the way to the basket that that part you know you, you hurts but you can kind of understand it but like just the the turnovers on the perimeter with guys like you're not even you know you know making aggressive passes into the paint like those turnovers are fine the ones on the perimeter where you're just like trying to like reset the action and then they go down the other end for a layup it's just it's just sloppy and
2: yeah i felt i f- I, I can't remember how many times it happened but i felt like Tatum got stripped yes. a lot going to the basket as well which has just been just non existent throughout yeah. the, throughout this season. So, you know, whether they force them, you know, top of the key out of the three and they immediately get a fast break off it or they can just disrupt, you know, what's gonna be an easy layup um it, it all just it all just added up and like i think we, we took we started turning it over like quite a lot in the first quarter and when that happens it's just like all of the omens are are bad at yeah yeah so, exactly a- again like what business we had like getting that miracle shown at the end and going and going to overtime i just felt like if we win this this is just going to be like th- we are just we are just levitating above everyone else because yeah. we had no business being in this game no business you know, it yeah. just worked it, i guess it just worked out the way the universe had, had planned.
1: yeah we we yeah enough. exactly <laughs> Sp- spoony what did you Like coming into this game i was like okay you know it's kind of like a mini playoff series um, kind you know i feel like if i was joe i would be looking at it as you know a bit of playoff prep um, i didn't like the the lack of adjustments on the like the hero, bam, pick and roll. Like they just went over it again and got torched over and over and over again, creating so much space. They finally started switching it at the end, but like, yep. That should have been something. It, yeah, it was like, what, why did it take <laughs> so long? Especially considering we played them the other day.
0: I think there's like a, a like a Bella check in like yudoka and Stevens both did this. Like you almost don't want to show your mm. hand in the regular season, if you're playing a team where you think you're going to go against them in the playoffs, like Miami's just in this flat one, three, one or man all day, you know, Miami, you know, teams like the Raptors and Nick nurse have all these like junk, weird defenses they can throw at you, but they don't do it in the regular season that often. Right. Unless they like really want to win the game. And I I think it's partly like, you don't want to let the other team know all the stuff you have in the bag. And I'm hoping Joe is doing that, but, man, it is frustrating as hell to watch Jimmy Butler just, like, walk into open mid-range jump shots or watch Hero walk into open pull-up threes just because we're just having Horford drop, and Al is not the rim protector he once was, right? Like, they were still getting what they wanted at the rim a lot of times, even when he was in drop, so it just kind of begs the question, like, what is the point of this soft defense and I don't know about I don't know about you Jackson but do you feel like when we're switching like we're up and people yeah. like the defensive intensity just is not there right
2: mm. yeah um I, I, I go to sleep sometimes just like moaning, like the drop. It down. I, just, I, I just I just I just I just remember how the finals went, and like it got it worked a couple times, but you just keep inviting that in there, and sooner or later, like guys like Tyler Hero, who have who've gone off on uh, gone off on us in the past, is going to do it again. And Jimmy Butler, yep. you don't need to give him that kind of room. You saw some of the shots that he was hitting at the end there. You give you're going to give him the easy ones. It's 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 going to be bad news. But no, I just I, I think I, I think the switching tonight like. There's got to be an element of, you know, we, we did the business last game. We're yeah. just going to take a little bit more of a, you know, a, a, a lackadaisical approach. I'm sure they didn't like were conscious of that. But mentally, I just think they, they think they, we did the job. We proved ourselves last game. So we're just going to, you know, we're just going to roll with it this game, which is like a terrible way of, you know, thinking. And it's probably not the case, but, you know, the energy was just definitely uh, it's, down. It's, and, it's, yeah. You know, Spol- Spolster is a great coach. You know what I great. mean? If he's going to have one look at us, and if it's a back-to-back, you bet he's going to yeah. make the necessary adjustments. And it was evident from the start. So, And their energy was just so much on a higher level than ours. So, yeah, it was just off from the start, really.
1: Yeah, Spolstra, I hate him. I res- This whole Heat team, man, <laughs> I just, I like, I, they just, I respect the hell out of them. Like, they have no business being yeah. good. Especially, I mean, they actually haven't been good this year, but like, there's been there's been no butler so that's fine but like this roster's is not like it's not that good um but they just they make it work they're throwing all the different stuff at you they run their stuff like um but yeah i would i would like to see more switching um especially if you don't have rob like rob if you're going to play in the drop he can kind of just guard both guys because he's a freak yeah, exactly of freak of nature but like yeah. Like you can drop it. Yeah, exactly. Pitches. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. exactly, yeah. Your <laughs> is. Yeah. exactly. So um, get back soon, man. Cause like bam, you know, you remember from the conference finals, like the stats with and without Rob in that series, it was like less than five points per game. And then if Rob was out, then it was, it was bam time. So that's kind of the matchup
0: there. Yeah. I, so I don't want to belabor this yeah. painful game too much, but we we do have to talk some more about Jalen mm. Brown because we did brush mm. aside Jalen's performance, but he was incredible tonight. I think the heat were really trying to take away Tatum and he just missed some shots. He usually makes, and he looked a little, one of those weird Tatum games that I thought we were over, but uh, may, maybe we're not, but Jalen was just incredible, man. I thought the way he was getting to the rim, he was hitting his pull-ups. I mean, he was awesome. And, of course, maybe one of the craziest shots I've ever seen to go to overtime. I mean, that was nuts. I I feel
1: like we're never on the right side of those. I feel like I have, you know, I'll be seeing the OG Ananobi shot um, in my nightmares for the rest of my life. RJ RJ Barrett Barrett hit one last year. uh, The first Bucs Celtics series, the Middleton— like 38 footer with like 0.4 seconds on the clock and like to go to overtime and they win, so right? It's just like yeah. I don't have any memories of like the Celtics hitting
2: like game winning, game saving 40 footers really. Do you remember the Westbrook Harden Rockets two years ago, three years ago? And down three, Tatum misses the first one, oh, yeah. misses the second one, kicks it yes. out, Brown yes. hits Jalen, yeah. Overtime. They yeah, lost
1: that um, one too. And we lost, that, we lost that game
2: too. <laughs> yeah. When that happened, it took me a minute to think about it, but I was like, you know what? This reminds me of that game. So I wouldn't be surprised if we end up losing. And lo and behold, um, we did. But um, yeah, it's obviously you get so hyped when shots like that go in. And you're, you're like, as we were saying, like Jalen was great tonight. If Tatum is going to have an off night and is going to be you know, well below par like, you need guys to step up. And it's all well and good if Grant can step up. It's all well and good if Malcolm Brogdon can step up. But you need your number two or you need your 1B to, yeah. to show up. And Jalen Brown completely, yeah. like, was was doing his best to take over and win that game. And the rest of the team knew it, too. Like, Tatum was... He was setting screens. He was looking to find guys other, like, other than himself. So um, it became quite apparent, like, when Tatum was not going, that this was going to be, like, the game that Jalen Brown gets done for us. And he so nearly did... Yeah. But you know, again, if you get, if your your MVP you know candidate and like best player is going to play like that, if we got ten percent more out of him, um, you know, if yeah, Brown should have played fifty percent less of what he could, It would have been fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, that's to me that's Jalen Brown just you know recognizing that this is his time, this is his moment, and he did everything he could to get us that game, and it just just wasn't enough. And it's no fault. of Jalen
1: was perfect. Like yes, you don't want the five turnovers, just like about. but you're gonna put up thirty seven. Yeah. On fifty two forty five, and the free throw thing.
0: Eight and this, nine. Is a, this is a thing yeah. now, right? He's,
1: yeah. high. Um, and I feel like today I, I was like I actually feel I feel good about Jalen going to the line. You know how many times we've we been watching the game, even on the playback stream, where we just we're coming up with different rules for what happens when we're doing Jalen free throws because we <laughs> can't bear the the short first one. Um, but he's really like that's that's a thing so far. Um, yeah, but like Jalen, Jason, man. 27 zero and 66 like
0: (laughs) (laughs) here's here's what i'll say though i think jackson you made a great point that how many times last year did we see tatum struggling and try to shoot his way out of it and take 25 shots and go like seven for 25 he only took 18 shots and Uh, Jalen took 23, and I do think he was working off ball. He set a bunch of picks for Jalen in the fourth quarter there to get Jalen open. So I think it's a good thing that shows how Tatum has evolved to realize, like, I don't always have to be the guy every night. Where at times last year, even when Brown had it going, like, he would get frozen out in the fourth quarter sometimes. Maybe not intentionally. But it's like Tatum felt like I got to be the guy every single night. And tonight I will say 18 shots is, is still a good amount, but compared to what he usually takes or what he's done in the past when with games like this, um, I liked what I saw other than the fact he missed Dude, everything. Like
1: even even there was a three <laughs> yeah. late that was like semi-transition and he got, he's got a wide open three. And like, you know, I saw some people on Twitter, oh, terrible shot. Like you got to know that you've been off all night. But like if you got a wide gotta open – you've got a one. wide open three right. yeah right i still i was still like i kind of felt like it was going to go in like this is going to be the one that it is like um yeah, yeah I, I think that's a really good point that last year when it wasn't happening he was trying to shoot him out of it like yeah he's taking 20 plus field goal attempts per
2: game to only have 18 today's you yeah, know ranked it in just a little bit but yeah no i'm sure yeah and there were so many there were so many shots that just like he just went to the rim laid it up and it just bounced around bounced, and bounced. out so many just wouldn't go down you need one of those to go down in <laughs> yeah, regulation right. and and again we're sitting here with this improbable win but it just was not his night you know he had that it was a pretty sweet dunk though mm. think he had towards the mm. fourth and every time yeah. he would get one of those you thought to yourself here we go it's gonna yeah. happen and yeah. he would just follow it up with another another miss and you know, yeah, it's, it, by his standards, awful, awful game, but by, like, this last year's bad game standards, that would be, that would have been one of his better <laughs> bad games of last season, that Yeah, exists. November, December, yeah, yeah early yeah, December, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, fellas, do you have any more takeaways on this game, uh, before we move on? No,
1: no, enough, enough, No, enough. okay. I
2: hope, I hope Cornette's... Yeah, we, we, we haven't got yeah, any updates yeah, on yeah, this well, sure, too, because, like, yeah, because yeah, he when he was limping around, I found myself going, "Oh no, not Cornet!" Yeah, Cornette. yeah, me <laughs> like, hey too. Totally Where like two are we? Ago, I'd be like, who, who gives? <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. matter. But no, it's like, limping, like oh no, here comes more Vonleh minutes. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. All right, well, mm. <laughs> we we got some good news. Uh, I think mm-hmm. yesterday or earlier today, the Green with Envy guys are cohorts on the Celtics blog podcast feed, and if you're watching on YouTube please go subscribe to the Celtics blog podcast feed on every single podcast app. Uh, So at least you support the show, support the green with envy guys, but Al Horford, two years, 20 million extended. Al will be locked up and a Celtic for probably the rest of his career. Um, And again, they talked about it on green with envy. So I don't want to belabor it too much, but he had an awesome quote today. And he said, for me, it's more than basketball. Boston, I feel a real connection here. Doesn't that just give you the warm and fuzzies? Yeah.
2: That's not lip service <laughs> no. either. You've felt no. it from the time he got here. He just works. You know, his sister clearly loves <laughs> it here. He clearly loves it here. Yeah. I think the fact that when he went to Philadelphia, he sucked so bad. My conspiracy <laughs> mind makes me think he went there as a sleeper agent <laughs> yeah, to make it. them crap. And you know, whatever whatever they did to him in OKC to come back here he came back like better than ever so now this is completely deserved from his behalf it's a great team friendly deal again he's probably going to retire a celtic here we get a championship man we've got a lot of retired numbers but i think 42 has got to be up there if he comes home with a ring because i couldn't think of a better more professional leader and example setter um and presence to have on your team than Al Horford, he's just been wonderful. And that, I waking up to that news just made oh me so, man, so stoked.
1: so good. Yeah, Um, if if he was to win a title as a Celtic, do you think he's remembered more as a Hawk or a Celtic?
2: Celtic. I think he's. a, I think he's more of a Celtics player now than he ever was a Hawk. To be honest, he was so good for the Hawks. I, I mean, he was, he, was. he was. But
0: would they make yeah, one Eastern Conference Finals without yeah. Al?
2: Wait, wait, i got um, to, I've Garnett. <laughs> there you probably go. Probably his best years were in Minnesota, right? Do you remember him? Yeah, sure. as, as it's a, true. a Timberwolves or a Celtic? He's a it's Celtic, true. yeah, in my opinion.
0: Maybe a little hometown bias from the three <laughs> Celtics fans, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, I remember <laughs> him right. as a Celtic. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I wasn't even but watching basketball, I, yeah. so I don't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I I don't know. I I think, like, with all the playoff success Al's had, the fact that he made a finals with the Celtics and hopefully will make the finals again and win one with us. Uh, Yeah, I think – get out of here, Hawks. Come on. They got beat down by LeBron once in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the rest was, like, second-round exits, first-round exits. So, Real quick, they had Jeff. Uh, they had Jeff go Diggs ahead. Best
2: years. Okay. So, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Just, and, yeah. That's consolation. Josh enough, Smith. Sorry
0: it, but, yeah. <laughs> they made him play with Josh Smith. So mo- <laughs> there could not be a more opposite player than Al Horford as Josh Smith. Um, real quick, some people said this is an overpay, ten million a year. It's going to be his age, thirty-seven and thirty-eight seasons. Jake, you concerned at all that this is an overpay with Al? No.
1: Al has never been overpaid okay. in his life. He's that good at basketball. If we would have signed him to the four-year, 109 million dollar deal, and he would have stayed in Boston, it would have been a freaking great deal, great value. He would, we would have made the finals in the bubble. Maybe, maybe we win the win the championship. We'd not have gone through that hellish season uh, two years ago. Um, Al is gonna, like, as far as guys that take care of themselves and are aging gracefully, um, Al is like the personification of that. Like. Uh, the the guys that struggle to kind of continue late into their careers, something, this is, I haven't done the full research, but the anecdotal evidence is like, you can't just decide in your mid to late thirties to be someone that takes care of themselves. You need to be someone that's been doing it consistently for their whole career. And Al's been durable his whole career. It's been something that he's talked about since he's, since he's been in Boston. And we, I personally started paying attention to all of his quotes. Um, He's, and the fact that he's turned himself into like a, a proper shooter now, like, it's just a, it's just a game that's going to age pers- like really g- gracefully he's going to be able to be a connector yep. on offense still like that's not something that i worry about his positioning still going to be fine um yeah and the idea is that you know rob and grant the succession plan um you just let him you know we're putting him in the we'll, you know slowly but surely just ramping down the minutes we've got a good retirement plan for al out here it's good times yeah,
2: definitely. You consider you consider his salary and Rob yeah. Williams' salary um, next year. That's cheap. And then you consider the cap is going up in twenty three, twenty four. Like yeah. you can say it's an overpay all nah, you want, but damn, the, the reality is, like by the last year of that deal, it's. Who it's would eight. you rather have? And Al get, Horford
1: for ten million or Tristan Thompson for nine million, which is what we did.
2: That's yeah, I'll take no,
1: seventy nine year old Al <laughs> Horford every day of the week. I Tristan would rather Thompson have
0: yeah, no, no, no. yeah. So i would rather, rather have al everything. horford for 25 yes. million than tristan thompson it's for free. Absolutely. i hate Thank that bum god hate him <laughs> terrible <laughs> all right um so we've got one segment here unrelated to that painful heat game we each picked a celtics player and one thing we've noticed they've improved on this season so jake you are first up uh, who's the player you picked and what is the skill he improved okay. on? It, Not, you want me to run the video? Yeah, 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 run the video. All right, here we go. All
1: right, so yeah, I got home last night late and I'm watching Celtics highlights, especially this game. And Tatum's transition really stood out to me and I was like, okay, has this been something that's been happening all season? Because like, it feels like his transition attacks have been up and his finishing has also been up. And Spoony ran the numbers for us. The, the possessions are are up four possessions per game, 1.34 points per puts him in the 84th percentile versus last season where he was in the 75th percentile. So he's getting there more often and he's finishing more consistently in transition. Um, it's been something that has always surprised me that he doesn't do more of because you watch these highlights and like, (laughs) no, the, the big guys can't keep up with him in transition. He can get around everybody on the court. Um, and this is my favorite one, just to cap it off here. Everybody's scared because he's been going downhill to the rim all game, and then just pulls up for the three yeah. splash, and that's game.
2: He's just so much. Yeah, like to, you know, just, yeah. So it's
1: it's all kind of connected with Tatum's game. I think at this point is it, you know he's you know and, and obviously not perfect timing to be talking about this because literally completely regressed today. But I think what he's allowed to have <laughs> one poor game out of twenty three um, games, which means he what he has you know, three and a half bad games a season. I think, um, I think we can, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll allow that. Um, But yeah, it makes sense. You know, the the finishing at the rims up, he's more confident going to the rim, the strength. um, And so just to implement that in transition, it just adds to his efficiency because transition is a a place where you're able to get easier buckets, the percentages go up. Um, It hasn't made sense to me why it hasn't been something he's done more of in the past. So it's been great to see that kind of increase. So that's my core improvement of the week
0: (laughs) yeah i i really feel like he's gotten a lot better like luca is so good at like the deceleration when he takes a step to go for the layup and lets guys just run by him and tatum has like really added that to his bag where he you know you see these guys even in that video he'll just take that big euro step and slow way down people just run right by him and he lays it up so easily so um yeah he's a monster now in transition and he did not used to be he's had some rough transition seasons so him and Jalen dude especially with now there's no take fouls. It's just so much fun to watch. Um, unfortunately, we exactly. didn't see enough of it this year. Yeah. and yeah, yeah Tonight, tonight know, I'm not this game. He did it game. once
1: in like the third quarter. Yeah. Jason, yeah, 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 he had a bucket in the third quarter in transition. And I'm just like, this is the perfect way to get yourself back in rhythm. It's just run and force the issue like in transition because you're going to get much better looks than what's happening in the half court right now. But alas, these things happen.
0: All right, I will I will go here. I picked Marcus Smart and his playmaking, not his passing. He's always been an incredible passer, but Smart has leveraged sort of the spacing and how we're playing offense, and he's averaging by far a career high in assists. He's top 10 in assists. His assist percentage is 30%. 30% of Marcus Smart's possessions end with an assist, dwarfs his career high of 24 and a half which was last year and the best number is that his previous career high and assist to turnover ratio was 2.84 this year it's 353 which is absolutely ridiculous and he's assisting the jays both he's he's spreading the love evenly 2.3 assists a game to each jay it was 1.6 to tatum last year and 1.3 to jb And he's just done such a good job of, like, being at the controls of this super high-level, incredible offense. And, man, like, he's doing it out of the post. He's doing it in pick-and-roll. He's doing it on the short roll. It's just been really fun to watch Smart grow into being a truly borderline elite playmaker and not just a guy who can hit the right pass.
1: It's,
2: yeah, man, go on, Jackson. I, su- I said on the last part I did with Ben that like my hot take is that like Smart is now like like knocking on the door of a lead point guard mm-hmm. status. And you know a lot of a lot of like anti-Celtics people would be like That's <laughs> what they sound like for probably. sure. But <laughs> oh, absolutely yeah, they're all ogres, but like if, if you watch the guy, like the shots he takes are it's a lot more smarter with his shot selection his shot profile. Oh, yeah. His playmaking and just finding the guys and like knowing his role and being in perfect sync. With everyone particularly got shooters just everywhere um it's it's wonderful to see and he's in complete control of this team when he needs to be it's fantastic yeah
1: and like for the most part you know the the no 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 shots uh, that marcus likes to take they've got to be at a career low as well i know they don't track that on nba.com the no 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 stuff but um <laughs> i'm pretty sure that they're down but then again like on a, on a night like tonight where you know tatum's in foul trouble al's in foul trouble um you know, 14 shots. Um, I think he's averaging what, like 10 shots a game. I think, right? Yeah, point two. Yeah, so like, it, it was, it was, it ticked up today. But I think I didn't think that. I mean, there there was at least one or two, uh, no, 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 threes. But um, yeah, like, t- like you know, someone else kind of needed to. Like, because Brogdon was off, um, and Marcus is never, never gonna be shy. He's like, if he if he senses it, this uh, this could be the moment. And to be fair, he was still eight for 14. I think he's. he's What's great is that he's mixing the blend of of getting downhill, getting in the post, um, looking to like he's balancing, looking to score and looking to pass really well. Um, like he had that play, I think, on the baseline. It was late in the game. He took Vincent to the rim. Heat helped over, and he kicked it to Grant. He had like the pump fake, you know, side step three, um, and that's just been that's kind of personif- personifying what Marcus has been doing this year. Like he often is the guy getting the drive and kick game started because um, he can really. You know he doesn't finish at the rim at the like the best of them, but he can really get to the rim because he's so strong. Um, and other point guards are just yeah. not not able to kind of to deal with him physically. And then that's and that's the spark that gets the the beautiful game going.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I I, no. I would like. To <laughs> yeah, I to also like Marcus Smart. To the list unless, unless there's something else that needs to be said, I will just go no, away. please um, Jackson, sorry. For me, no, that's all right, man. For me, um, Derek White. Was a player that when we acquired him uh, towards the end of the trade deadline last year, I was so excited because I thought this is exactly what we need. We need a, we just needed like another good playmaker who can come in and relieve that pressure off um, Marcus Smart. Because I mean, we had Dennis Schroeder oh, before man. that, who like was good for the, <laughs> it was good for like a, a some a lot of points sometimes, like maybe once every fifteen games. But he was just not the guy that we needed. Pritchard had a down year, so when we got this guy in, I was like, yes, here we go. I remember his stats for that year with the Spurs. His three-point shooting wasn't great, but it had regressed slightly to what his career average had been before that. I think like his corner three shooting was like really impressive, and you know I, I haven't run the numbers on that. However, Wayne Spooney, who is very good at running <laughs> the numbers, has been kind enough to run these for me here. So Derek White this season, he was 2 of 5, 40% tonight, which, you know, yeah, great. Take I'll that. take that. Got Pretty to the line good. a few times, which as well. Um, but I mean if you're going to have a negative connotation or negative thoughts of Derek White's shooting, you probably think back to the NBA finals and particularly probably the game that really broke out back's game five, one point in mm-hmm. that game, one point in 21 mm-hmm. minutes. And you know, if you get, if you just had two extra point, two three pointers from him, that game, that changes the dynamic of that game. Yep. You know, would it have changed the result? I don't know. But this year, Derek White's shooting has come to life in massive way. So, from three. His previous best was, get this, (laughs) 36.6 in the year 2019-2020. 46.6 on catch and shoot at 3.3 a game, as we see the vision here. Um, He shot 31% last year. That's a staggering improvement. Um, And finally, 42.1% on pull-ups. That's just just a, a smidge under one a game, and he was 28%. Last year, I don't want to harp on too much about the finals because it's obviously a, a, a dark memory for all of us. But if we do remember the, the bright spot, which was game yes. one, um, it just felt like he couldn't miss in that fourth quarter. And it's like he had like a, a, an allotment of threes that he was going to make throughout that series. And we just threw it all into game one. It's like, get through this and we'll deal with the rest later. But if we had a modicum of the quality of shooting from three that Derek Wise has displayed this year, we could have had a, a ring last year. And it's not to say it was all his fault. <laughs> the team lulled you could tell the energy was down but uh Derek White's shooting this year um has improved dramatically and I don't think it's a I don't think it's a coincidence that the team shoots so well from three that he's one of the outstanding performers uh in that group so that's my big improvement
1: yeah man
0: his jumper he just looks so balanced and like so confident with the jump shot this year where last year it felt like once in a while he'd get it going. Like I think his first game, he went two for two from three and the crowd was going crazy, but then he would just get so cold and he was so inconsistent. And I mean, dude, he's just ripping the net. It's crazy.
1: He's so confident. Um, last season was an outlier bad shooting season for him. So like, so he was 31% Mm. last year, both that's including the Spurs and the Celtics tenure. Um, but he is a 35 it's it's including the 45% from this year but yeah he was a 34% career three-point shooter before this year Um, and what's I think he's probably the one where I think it's the most difficult to kind of figure out how much of this is sustainable like is he going to be a 45% three-point shooter surely not right Um, I guess it's possible but like we don't need him to be a 45% three-point shooter like even though he he shot terribly in the in the finals like he was their what their sixth or seventh man for that entire playoff run. Like, he was a massive reason why they were in Game Six of the NBA Finals. Um, looking at oh, Game yeah. One, uh, throughout the the Buck series, even when he's not making shots, like he's doing a lot of really good stuff. Um, so that's why, like, if 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 Derek White can just settle into like, th- like 30, 36, 37 if that's like, that's kind of in the middle, um, that would be. An incredibly valuable player, um, and especially if he's you know shooting that consistently and still being aggressive and confident in the playoffs. But if it does kind of like tick into that 39 percent range now, like if Derek White's a 39 percent three point shooter, he is like one of the best value contracts in the league. Like you know he he's you know he can be your point guard at any given night. He's gonna make, you know maybe make the all defensive team, and he can be an elite you know catch and shoot guy as well. Like it's just oh yeah. It's, it's, it's almost unfair, like, if Derek White is now a 40% three-point shooter, like, that doesn't quite... Because what are you supposed to do for the yeah. defense? Like, he was the guy that you, the people were, were off, but if he's just, like, happy to, happy to shoot away for, for the playoff run, like,
2: good luck. Yeah, and to think it, cost, all, it all it cost us was, you know, and there was debate whether it was an overpay yeah. at the start, but it cost us Josh Richardson... Romeo Langford and a draft pick in like 2057 or whatever (laughs) way in the future so like those numbers as good as they are as you said Jake even if they were to regress slightly if he can stay like just a little bit in the range of where he is now man it is it's a brilliant value contract and he's an incredible I
1: will say on that pick in 2050 we are this Celtics fans should be very in on the Spurs tank job because Spurs getting Wembenyana, one where you want him to go West anyway, but the Spurs being like pretty good in 2028, making that pick swap, you know, you kind of just want them to be good in the sense that like, so if you do have to swap, um, it's not a massive kind of issue. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So there's just a little side plot there. That's a good point.
0: Nice thing too he's locked yeah. up for the next three years at a really reasonable contract too. So like, he's not going anywhere unless we can upgrade on him with Brad's just going to parlay Derek white into a better player hey with man. another pick in 40 years or whatever, maybe, it, but I'm happy with D white. I don't want to trade him, but it's just great that he's uh, locked up long term as well with the rest of this core. So, Absolutely. Uh, all right, gentlemen, that's, we're going to wrap this one up. <laughs> The next three games are the Nets, the Suns, and the Clippers. Jackson, what's the Celtics record in the next three games?
2: Three and I. (laughs) I love it. I think what Jake said at the top of this, I couldn't agree more. We are the 96 Bulls coming off a loss, and – Tatum, to have the the game that he had today, he is going to have a long, hard look at himself tonight, probably after the hangover yeah. dissipates. <laughs> he's going to be up, he's going to be shooting, and he's going to get back to it because we're going to need him. As bad as the Nets have been so far, they are starting to sort things out a little bit. Durant is yes. having one of his best seasons ever, really, if you look at the stats, which is mental. Mm-hmm. And you know for a fact they have circled this game on their calendar months ago. So... This is a big game that we got to get through. The Suns are no joke either. I think we got absolutely, like, torched. This is when we were crap last year. Last yeah. time we went to Phoenix, and they're playing so well, even without Chris Paul. And the Clippers, I mean, as, as average as they've been, the Clippers Celtics games are always just... Fire. Just, just... Yeah, they are. They're yeah. incredible. And so these are three tough games on paper, and the game is following that. Like, this stretch is quite important for us. But I think... As much as this game sucks to lose tonight, I think it's exactly what we needed, and I think we're going to see a big-time bounce back, and I think we're just going to reaffirm that we are the best team in the NBA by going 3-0 and to start this road trip. Man, love that. I will say, I, 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 actually, I'm pretty sure
1: it's <laughs> Nets, Raptors, Suns, Warriors, Clippers. Um yeah. Oh my! Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> no. um, yep, sorry. So does that change your answer? Does that, does that change Raptors. your answer at all, Jackson? <laughs> sticking with three, you know? No, no, no. Four, four, yeah, we're gonna no. play three Thank games and win four. No. four no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I like, I like what's gonna happen in this next game. Tatum, um, I mean, Katie's gonna have this one circled too, because Tatum took Katie's lunch money in the first round of uh, the playoffs last season. Uh, this is what I'm saying, though. This is why it was a good loss. This was a good game to lose because we're gonna bounce back. KD Tatum. I mean, what I like mm. about the matchup from for for the Celtics here. Yes, the the Nets are gonna get up, you um, know, get up some shots. But like, they just are so small. They have no one to guard either Jalen or Jason. Like as well as KD's playing this year. Yeah. I don't think Ben Simmons is even playing in the in the game. Yeah, no, he's supposed um, to miss a couple Which games, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think has like a massive impact. He hasn't been that good defensively so far this season anyway. Um, I like the matchup just because the Celtics can really, they were able to pour it on in the playoffs last season, but this offense uh, coming off a loss is going to be just like ready just to rain fire down upon these guys. I want to get Seth Curry back in the torture chamber. I want Joe Harris in the torture chamber. There's no Bruce Brown who was like the best player in the in the net series. He's not there. Um, True. Got the Kyrie element. Like, I'm actually. Yeah, hang on. I don't think my boss listens to this podcast. Um, yeah, I'm calling in sick on Monday morning. I'm 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 locking in for um, <laughs> football <laughs> and you know, the World Cup. It's it's time.
2: Yeah. We'll still be hungover. From exactly right.
1: Damn right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll see you guys in the yes, quarterfinals, baby. <laughs> yes, yes, man. Yeah, I'm just really bad at reading Google, how they lay yeah, out so the it schedule, is weird. so my fault. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it goes left to right, like, you know, everything no, else. No, it should be down just... all
1: the way to the bottom. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank
0: you, thank you. So that's my bad. <laughs> this is why I don't host that much. <laughs> um, all right, fellas, it, unless you all have anything else to add, I think we're going to wrap it up there uh, with me screwing up the schedule, so uh, that will do it for the first of the floor podcast sees three and oh six and oh in the next (laughs) six games whatever we're not losing again see ya